How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So some updates here on the Blake Snell front. Obviously, we know if the Yankees were to add Blake Snell, he would make our rotation significantly better. But what does a realistic deal look like? What is the latest going on there? We offered him a five-year, $150 million deal. He said, no, thank you. I want 270 over nine. Yankees said, no, thank you. And now we're at an impasse. Now we're at a point where neither side can come to a compromise. I don't think many other teams are going to give Blake Snell $270 million, $30 million per season for nine years. He'll be 40 years old when that deal eventually expires. I don't see why anyone in their right mind would give him that money. It's possible. Don't get me wrong. Pitchers, you know, there's a premium for great pitchers. He's an NL Cy Young Award winner. However, he's only pitched 180 innings twice in his career. There are certainly red flags, and the Yankees do not want to lock themselves into another bad deal. We're already carrying us. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton's deal with us. There are other things. We're still, pay we're still paying Aaron Hicks. Um, we're still paying Josh Donaldson $6 million this year. We don't want to be adding more bad money to the future. And I think a shorter-term deal would make a lot of sense. Now, there is a report from Bob Nightingale of USA Today that suggests they did offer him or they're waiting to hear if he's willing for higher AAV, higher money per season, but less years. So going to discuss that. If that makes sense, why that's beneficial for the Yankees, Ryan and I are both in agreement here. But, Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how do you do today, my friend? I was doing, you know, solid, woke up in the morning, messed up my hair a little bit, and I think to myself, all right, it's Sunday, uh, probably more spring training content, whatever it may be, and then I open a me uh, text message from you, and it's a Bob Nightingale report saying that the Yankees have re have made a new offer to Blake Snell in a shorter-term situation. Now, do I think Blake Snell signing a short-term deal? My answer has consistently been no throughout the offseason, um, and I'm going to stick to, you know, if you ask me the likeliest outcome. I'll say no, right? I'll say more than a 50% chance that he does not take a short-term deal. Uh, but that number has grown smaller and smaller than the, the chance of him not taking a short-term deal. It's gone from in my head 100% to like maybe it's 60%, right? You know, and, and look, the New York Yankees, um, you know, let's not let's not get things tw twisted here. We can talk about, you know, whether Blake Snell is, you know, the best pitch, you know, one of those like going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball the next year or, you know, is he more of a top 25, top 30 starter, but one thing you can't deny is that he's one of the better starting pitchers in the league. This guy is probably in that top 20 range. I mean, he's made some legitimate adjustments to make him better. He stopped throwing his fastball so much, dropped it to 44.3% usage over his final 21 starts, put up a 1.25 ERA, struck out 35% of batters face. If you compare that to his first few starts, in the, in the, uh, first 11 starts, excuse me, 24.6% strikeout rate, an ERA well below average, and if you look at the, the fastball usage, that's 57.2%. He's typically been a dominant fastball guy, uh, but his fastballs haven't really performed enough to be, you know, that number one pitch for him. He has a bunch of ex excellent secondaries. He's got a great curveball, great slider, great changeup, right? Like he's got kind of everything going for him. So in his head, it's like, well, why not just throw those pitches more? I'm still going to throw my fastball 40 to 45% of the time. I'm still going to throw it for strikes. I still can, you know, get it up there in terms of velocity, but I can mask that pitch by throwing pitches that are just nasty, dude. Like these sliders, these curveballs, these changeups, they're, they're gross. I mean, these are gross pitches. Um, you know, when I look at, you know, his, his pitch repertoire, when I look at his pitch move, I look at this whiff rates, right? These are truly plus plus pitches. Um, and at the end of the day, Alex, uh, you know, the Yankees, here's the thing. The Yankees want to be, they want, they want to win the World Series. They're hell-bent on winning the World Series. You know, it's been quote after quote about how they want to win the World Series um, so badly. And, I mean, I'm not denying that they really do, but if you want to make that claim look even better, if you want to really have that claim age very well, you go out and you sign a guy like Blake Snell uh, to a short-term deal if that opportunity presents itself. Now, if Blake Snell says, guys, I am not signing a short-term deal, 
the Yankees not going to hold that against them, right? If he ends up signing a six-year deal with, like, the Angels, I'm not going to be like, what the hell the Yankees are doing, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not, you know, that's not going to come out of my mouth. Uh, you know, but but if I, if he signs a short-term deal with the Yankees, man, that is an unbelievable get. I mean, I'm looking at the curveball changeup slider. Curveball, 56.3% whiff rate. Changeup, 46.8% whiff rate. Slider, 53.6% whiff rate. When he throws one of those three pitches, batters are going to swing and miss, like, more often than not. Like, I, that, that's an incredible thing to think about. Um, you know, and... and I'll pass it off to you on this point, Alex. You just think of what that rotation is. You think of the flaws on this team, the depth of the starting pitching staff the second you add a guy like Blake Snell. Will Warren's your seventh or eighth starter. Chase Hampton's your eighth or ninth. I mean, let's go through the depth chart here. Schmidt becomes a sixth starter. Weaver becomes a seventh starter. Warren becomes an eighth starter. Like, I mean, that's incredible depth, Alex. That's it's about that's about as good of a pitching staff as it gets in terms of health, durability, uh, compared to other pitching staffs, and of course, outright excellence. Yeah, I mean, look, Snell does a lot of things for this rotations. It quells a lot of the concerns we currently have. Um, you kind of reference them. You look at if Rodon bounces back, right? If Carlos Rodon gets back to where he needs to be. He's lost a lot of weight. He has a new diet. He's looking really, really good early in spring training. Obviously, there's a lot of time between now and regular season and opening day. So a lot of things can happen. But so far, so good on the Rodon front. If you have Garrett Cole, and for, by the way, I think this would be the first time in the history of baseball that the NL and Cy Young Award pitcher, and yeah, AL and NL, pitch on the same team the year after they both won it. So it would be kind of a cool historical achievement for the Yankees. Um, doesn't mean anything, but it means you've you got two damn good pitchers on your team, essentially. Uh, those That one-two combination, that's the type of combo the Yankees need to win a World Series. However, I do want to throw out the, the cons of this equation is that by the law of averages, Blake Snell is going to regress next year. He's pitched two years, like I said, of 180 innings. Most of his seasons end up in the 125 to 130 range. So you're looking at a guy who could go from just winning an NL Cy Young Award to a guy that pitches 130 innings and you know still is effective, but he does have longevity issues sometimes. He does deal with injury. However, the Yankees are well-equipped to deal with that. You know, If he does miss some time... You have Will Warren. You know, you still got Clark Schmidt. You still got some of these guns who can go out there and make an impact and help smooth over those. So as long as he's healthy for the playoffs and the postseason, that's really all that matters for us. Um, I think the Yankees have the depth to, to kind of smooth over and give a lot of these guys rest. And that's the thing, though. You get a guy like Blake Snell, it's all about managing his innings, managing his uh, longevity, his stamina as the season progresses. The Yankees have the depth to manage those things correctly. If you have Will Warren, you say, you know what? We don't. We want to give Blake Snell a little bit of extra time to to rest, you know, give him a day off, whether it's Rodon, whether it's Nestor Cortez. Those three guys are the ones I'm really looking at. You know, you can ask Will Warren to step in and help make an impact there. You could ask Luke Weaver to step in and take a start, have, you know, have a spot start. Um, there's other arms here. Luis Heal, you know, you could look at Chase Hampton if you want to call him up. They have guys, even Clayton Beater, you got to ask him to a spot start. Not my preference, but you could. Um, I feel as though the team has a good strategy in place to kind of keep guys healthy and, and ready to go long-term. But guys, like, I, I think you would agree with me. The fans would agree with me. The Yankees feel like they're one top-flight starter away from rounding out this roster. You got Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. They're going to carry the offense by themselves, not to mention, I think Anthony Rizzo is going to have a big year. I think Labor Torres is going to have a fine year. I think Austin Wells will be solid. I think Volpe is going to take a step forward. You know, not to mention Alex Verdugo is traditionally a slightly above-average hitter. Um, you know, what if Stanton bounces back? You know, DJ LeMahieu was excellent post-All-Star break last season. This team is trending in the direction that they're going to be freaking good. You know what I mean? The rotation... Could be good without Blake Snell, but 
I would not count on it. The Yankees traditionally get injured in the pitching department, and they have multiple guys working their way back from really bad seasons last year. They need more um, continuity. They need a little bit more proven support. Blake Snell is a proven support piece. He is an ace on several teams. He is maybe our number three on this team if Carlos Rodon bounces back and looks great, right? Like, that's a good problem to have. Where are you using Blake Snell? Two or three, you know what I mean? So if he's willing to take less years and say, you know what? Three years, I could stay with the Yankees, win a couple chips, and then go get paid one last time. You know, he could play well here, and the Yankees have a great pitching staff. I mean, they have the best facilities you could ask for. If he's going to stay healthy, if he's going to be great in New York, you know, that's that's kind of where you want to be. It's a team that's about to win a chip. And think about it, Ryan. Like, w- w- why not? If you're Blake Snell and you say to yourself, I could go win a chip with the Yankees on a one-year $35 million, one-year $40 million deal – and then if I play really well, leverage that into another a long-term contract. I don't think he's out of that realm. I don't think anyone wants to pay him until he's 40 years old. There's going to be outs littered throughout a contract no matter who signs him. So I think it's in his best interest maybe not, – maybe not his best interest, the Yankees' best interest to sign him to a short-term, a short-term deal. If he can get a longer-term deal with more guarantees, obviously that's, that's better for him. I just don't see a team doing it. Maybe maybe you have a different opinion, but I don't see if I'm a GM and I'm looking at Blake Snell and I'm saying to myself, he's 31, he wants to be under contract till he's 40 years old. He already has stamina long and longevity issues. Like it's a it's a risk. You're you're playing a risky game with him. Um so I don't know. Maybe maybe you feel differently. Do you think a team is actually willing to give him the type of demand he wants? Yeah, so you know, I saw this tweet actually just now and I kind of think it kind of makes sense, right? You know, we, we sit here and say, like, what, like, Cy Young guys? I mean, I've said this a million times. Why is the guy who just won the Cy Young going to settle for a three-year deal? I'm not bringing this guy up because uh, I want him back on the Yankees or anything like that, but just as a contract comparison strictly, uh, my thoughts on this guy are pretty well known as to not like this guy. Um, but Trevor Bauer's on a three-year deal after a Cy Young year, right? And, and you could argue their career comps, in terms of just performance, strictly performance, are very similar. Um, so maybe, you know, that's a comparison. Three years and $100 million something dollars. Now, the thing I would say, Alex, is that I think the Yankees would want to litter that with opt-outs. Um, and I think Blake Snow would want opt-outs, too. The way I'm looking at this from the Yankees' perspective is you kind of hope he pitches his ass off and then just leaves, right? Like, I don't I don't mean this to say I don't want a really good pitcher on my team, but, you know, you don't want to pay $35 million a year to luxury tax, you know, and you're over $300 million, and, you know, you're about to try to sw- sign Juan Soto. Like, ideally, Blake Snell pitches his ass off, and the Yankees are like, all right, you can go sign somewhere else. You know, thank you for your services. We appreciate you, big dog. Uh, you know, go on and get your money. Uh, like that kind of thing. I, I don't think the Yankees want this to be a long-term union. I don't think they want them more than for like one or two years. Like I just, I don't see how it makes sense financially either. Uh, but I mean, look, it looks like the Yankees are going all in, right? Like this looks like, a, I mean, I don't know if they'll end up with Blake Snell, but the attempt is to go all in. They tried to offer, you know, $300 million to Yoshino Yamamoto. They've been pretty aggressive in terms of making, um, financial, uh, you know, decisions in free agency. I think in their head, they know like, man, you know, we could trade for a pitcher, but if we sign somebody, it's going to cost us just money and we can run some super cheap teams. We're running like Spencer Jones, Anthony Volpe, Austin Wells, Ben Rice out there, you know, and it's like half the team isn't freaking getting paid. <laughs> I mean, like they, they, they're, they're definitely in a position where they can, um, you know, start looking towards, all right, max out the payroll, the, these next, this, this next year or two, you know, they start, cutting it down over the next few years and, and, and kind of putting in younger talent and, and getting them in, 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 the, in the mold here. And I'm not saying that to say that the New York Yankees are going to start rebuilding, um, but I think it more so in the sense of like, you can't 
keep paying 30-year-olds to try to fill out spots. At some point, that has to come internally. You know, I was counting, like, the guys who are homegrown on, like, the Astros roster right now. Mind you, they do not have Carl Square anymore. They don't have uh, George Springer anymore. They, like, so those are two big key pieces um, of the position player core. Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Tucker, Diaz, McCormick, Pena, Ma Ma Jake uh, Myers. That's eight of their nine projected starting players. Not all that were drafted by uh, the uh, Astros. Yanir Diaz and Jordan Alvarez were acquired by trades, but they were prospects, so they were developed by the Astros. Look at their pitching staff. Uh, Valdez, Javier, Brown, Urquidy, four of their five projected starting pitchers. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a pretty significant part of your team that's coming internally, right? Like, there's... Four, four guys, four guys, plus there's seven guys on their um in their lineup and bench and rotation that are not drafted by the Houston Astros. I think you look at the Yankees and say, not that they have to follow the Astros model to a T, but I think they're looking at themselves and saying, hey, if we can consistently develop talent internally, we don't we can run these we can run like a 190 million dollar payroll and win 95 games and potentially compete for a World Series in the two or three or four years. So um yeah, like I think the Yankees understand that you know they need to go out and win a World Series at some point with Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. Blake Snell obviously puts you in that position. Um, and not that you weren't already in the position to try to win a World Series, but it further emphasized that position. And then again, it kind of allows you to start taking that lane of, all right, Soto, Judge, those are our two like big heavy payers in the, in the lineup. And everybody else, you start filtering them out, right? Glaber's probably gone. You know, Rizzo, he probably declined that option unless he has a monster year. You just start chipping guys off that payroll slowly and slowly and slowly this team starts looking like a much different team in three to four years. And hopefully their prospects are good enough so that the team is really competitive in those years. It really will come down to the impact of those young players, right? There's a reason they haven't traded Spencer Jones. There's a reason they haven't traded Jason Mingus or Volpe several years ago or Chase Hampton or Will Warren. These guys are going to make an impact. It's just a matter of getting them opportunities, building their confidence. And look, um, Ryan, like in my opinion, if you have a good team in 2024, that's your best time to get these youngsters involved because the pressure doesn't land on their shoulders. Like Volpe was having to, like, actually help carry the offense last year. Like, that's not where you want to be as a rookie. Austin Wells, there's not much pressure on him. Volpe, not much pressure on him. Will Warren, there's no pressure on him. You know, these guys have the luxury of walking into a situation where they can say, we got Juan Soto and Aaron Judge, I don't got to do Jack. Right, like, that's, that's kind of the, the reality of the situation, so... I do feel um, as though, you know, they're going to want to play well, obviously, but the pressure is so low for them. It gives them more confidence to do their part, to, to, to play at a high level and not feel like they have to be the guy, be the one. And I think that goes a long way towards helping develop young talent and building their confidence because baseball is a game of confidence. It really is. If you're not confident going into that batter's box, if you're overthinking it, you're striking out, man. You're not, you're not doing anything. But if you go up there confident, feeling good, knowing what you're, knowing what you're doing, you know, seeing the pitch as well, you know, everything's in, in unison, everything's the rhythm's good, you have a higher probability of success. Um, it really is a, as much a mental game as it is a physical one. So I feel as though, you know, the Yankees have a good balance here going on. And we talked about this a couple months ago, Ryan, and they've done it to perfection, a balance between veteran leadership and youth. They have found a very good balance. And that's exactly what we had said. Really happy they've put that together now. Now we got to see it in, a in action and hope it does come to fruition. But guys, always happy to hear perspectives below. Obviously, your thoughts on Blake Snell on a shorter-term deal. And I do think that would be in the best interest of the Yankees if we did manage to pull it off again. Hasn't happened. It probably won't. But you never know. Reports are starting to come out. The Yankees want to do that. Let's see how high they're willing to go with the year-over-year -year price on a shorter-term contract. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.